Hello, everybody. Hi, I'm Jessica Armstrong. I hope you're keeping safe and well in your corners of the world. I hope everybody can hear me okay. I will get a, a note from the uh, technical crew if there's any problems there. But I will share my screen now. Um, it's very great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. And I'm just going to share my screen. Again, let me know if there's any problem seeing any of this stuff. Now you should see that full screen now. Oh, actually, I need to share my sound. So let me just stop sharing screen for a second and then I'll restart. So that should be that. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining. Um, I am, um, can you see the full screen now? Please let me know if there's any problem seeing that. Um, I'm, um, I hope you're keeping safe and well in your corners of the world. I'm Jessica Armstrong. I use the pronouns she and her. I'm a freelance project manager and creative producer based in Edinburgh. In my current roles and activities, I am the freelance project manager and creative producer. Um, I'm interim producer at the Institute for Design Informatics at the University of Edinburgh, producer and curator at InSpace Gallery, trustee board member. Oh, excuse me, excuse me a moment. Hold on one second, please. Sorry, if you can hold on one second, please, and I'll just um, correct what, um, what you're viewing on the screen. One moment. Fabulous, thank you very much. And thanks for your patience, everyone. I'm very sorry about that. Um, I wanted to make sure you get the full experience in terms of getting all the notes as well as some additional um, media. So as I was saying, I'm a freelance project manager and creative producer, um, and I'm really grateful to be, have been invited here by BAFTA um, to speak to you. Um, welcome to the BAFTA Groove live session on networking being and um, uh, with support from EE. It's fantastic to have them on board as well. Just so you know, the session is closed captioned. So if you want to turn on turn these captions on, please click on the CC at the bottom of your screen. And if you want to go on socials, please use the hashtag Groove Live. So with that said, you're in the right place. If you want to hear more from me about networking, please come in and make yourselves comfortable. Um, is what I would say if we were in a room together, but I see no reason to divert from this online. We are in a webinar, so you can't see me. You, I can't see you, but I hope that you are poised to engage with me over the next hour or so. This is a session on networking, but I will use the word interchangeably with meeting people and building relationships, because this is what we are really actually doing when we network. And it's something, um, and uh, we do this all the time. Um, I'd like to take some of the stigma away from this word networking to bring you comfort and therefore confidence that you can do that networking thing well. Everyone has the ability to make a success of it. I'll refer to networking lovingly as this or that networking thing. It can mean so many things. So rather than try to define it, um, we are going to go a bit broader about how to best approach it. I'm going to share with you some of the principles of building professional relationships that I think you might find important and interesting, and you may wish to explore further. Um, and it, it will help you find some confidence around this thing called networking. So there will be plenty of time after my talk for your questions. So if you'd like more information about something I've said, please add your questions to the Q&A box at the bottom of the screen, and I'll get to them at this time. I really do believe and only learn this after three years of networking, that this process we're going through when we network is merely meeting people and building trust and respect with them, for them to learn about who we are and what we bring to the table. I turned it over and over. What part of networking do I wanna focus on today? 
Is it about getting yourself ready for it, doing it right? I'll do a run through of my thoughts on these and leave plenty of time for your questions. So do I have experience, why do I have experience and expertise in the area of building professional relationships? Well, for years, I was back office worker in corporate finance, just up until about 2013. Up until then, most of my time was spent behind a desk like this one, though it was rarely as celebratory as this. Who was I gonna meet? What difference was I going to make? Back then, I didn't realize I had something to bring to businesses, even when I didn't know what my skills were. I didn't know how to communicate them and share what that value I would bring to them. I spent most of my life as an introvert, happy observing and celebrating the successes of others. What I've learned in eight years of freelance work is that I'm still an introvert and my success comes from knowing my value, celebrating it and communicating it to others. What I needed at the time was purpose and inspiration and I wasn't getting that from this environment. From the right people, this was the key to getting to a place where I could celebrate my success. I found both of these in swing dancing. And I met fabulous humans doing amazing things with their lives and careers and it inspired me. I learned about their journeys into and through the creative industries in Scotland. They were some of the first people that I felt heard and understood by. Both encouraged me to make changes that would lead to me, my success and happiness. They also introduced me to people that I soon had work from and they provided industry insight and support. And this is exactly what I needed at the time. Guess what? This is officially the networking process. Do you know what made this process successful for me? I was relaxed. I enjoyed myself. I was comfortable. And that made other people comfortable around me. Am I telling you to go out and start dancing, start dancing lessons? Not necessarily. But you never know who you're going to meet and where. We'll talk more about this later on in this session. Well, what happened after this, just fast forward, and this meandering journey full of rich connections and lots of interactions, in person, online, one-to-one -one in group meetings, those chance meetings during swing dancing, I was given enough strength and support from those people I was meeting, my network, these were my network, and that I decided to start planning towards freelance and to do that networking thing. So that network thing I was told by people I met early in my business freelance career, not the ones I met at Swing Dance, but people that I started going out and doing that networking thing, that it meant that I had to go to BNI, which is Business Networking International and for networking, anything with networking in the title, basically, that I had to have an elevator pitch, which if you're not familiar with is this short uh, 60 seconds, you have to tell someone who you are and what you do. And I had to sell myself Believe me, I followed this and I tried, um, believing this was the key to success. They, you know, the way to, to making it. Um, what I discovered was that this created a very nervous and disingenuous me. It was cold and rehearsed. The whole use of selling reminded me of the cold calls that I used to get on landline and who really wouldn't take no for an answer. That wasn't me. I wasn't comfortable with this structure and, and, and prescribed approach. So how was anyone going to be comfortable with me? Not like this guy. Hello. My name is Yanuma Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. In my mind, the most effect work, 
effective networking in all film history. Uh, but before I go any further, and I give you some tips on getting comfortable and confident with that networking thing, I'd like to hear a bit from you. So we're going to launch our first poll. Um, I've, I've said a few things. You might have some ideas in your head about what it is, but I, I'd like to hear from you. Why do you think we go through this process called networking? So choose as many as you like. Um, you can choose multiple. We'll give it a few. We'll give it 30 seconds or so. So do drop your answers into the poll and let me know what you think. So if we close that poll just now, do we have, do we have some answers? Do we get some good engagement? Oh, nice. Okay, this is, this is what I want to see, but technically all of these answers are correct. Um, the building relationships is extremely important. So I'm, it's really great to see that we have a lot of you on board with this. Um, and this will really facilitate some of our some of our thinking and how we're moving forward with this. So we can close that poll now and move on to the next one. Because one of the reasons why the building relationships is so important is because in this quote, estimates suggest that up to 70% of all jobs are not published publicly or available online. So 30% is such a small percentage of overall opportunities out there for all that we could potentially be interacting with. So yes, that saying of it's who you know does have some founding, but in this day and age, you can know anyone and almost anywhere in the world. So another quick poll, um, if we can put that up, this one's an easy one, we'll just give you a few seconds. Have you ever done that network thing? Please let me know, we'll give it, 10 seconds, not even, five more seconds. I'd love to hear from you. I know, I know there's people out there. So if we close that poll now and have a look at the answers, yes, thank you. For that 22% that said no, I'd be really interested to, to understand why, if you wanna put that in the chat, but it's a gentle reminder to you that you, everybody does networking all the time. We're essentially in building those relationships and meeting people. And in a professional context, maybe you're thinking, oh, I haven't done it yet. But even if you're doing it, if you're thinking about doing it in the context of uh, studies and coursework, that there is an opportunity there for you to interact with people to your benefit or the benefit of another person, or even to you both. You know, you can say you've met a romantic partner or even a flatmate through any of this kind of um, interactions. These are all forms of networking. Um, just to say, if you have any comments or questions, please just put the questions in the Q&A box and please feel free to use the chat if you wanna chat, uh, make any comments. We'll be using that, um, that facility uh, a bit more later on. In the meantime, we get onto my next slide. So one of the reasons that I, like to think about building relationships as some of the most important activities in our um, in our in our networking activities is because it can take up to seven interactions before you make a full connection with somebody. And this is for business development, but it's also just life in general. Um, it, it, in freelance life, it can take up to six months to get a client or secure a job from a first meeting. I'm not saying this to scare you, but just in in a terms of understanding that that relationship building process is extremely important to 
building the trust and respect with other individuals that may potentially give you work, that may potentially trust you with something that's very important to them. So, you know, prioritize getting the work is a why. Prioritizing getting the work is a why, but we want to know these time scales. It might be an end goal to get the work, but those interactions has to be that slow process of development. Um, like I said, these are averages for business development or sales, or if you've ever heard of the sales funnel, of which this meeting people and building the relationships is a very important part. Um, this, don't be disheartened. This length of, again, this length of time is not always the case. It will be, it might depend on your purpose, who you are and what you're selling. You might make fast friends or get a referral from someone you know, which always makes things a le little bit easier to get that in or you just might be in the right place in the right time. But we'll talk about this more later. So relating to these interactions, here I'd like to get maybe get involved in the chat if you, if you could. Um, drop your thoughts in the chat on what you think those interactions might be. What types of ways can you connect with people? Uh, think of the different platforms, think of the different events or activities. Um, people you know and people you don't know. So if you're learning from new people, do feel free to add that into the chat. Let me see if I can see um, the chat going on here. If there's anyone in there just now. Yeah, drinks in the drinks events. Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn, um, coursework, absolutely. These are all really, really great responses and really valuable, um, really valuable uh, uh, connections. Festivals, yeah, absolutely. Um, common interest. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I met I met some people at swing dancing. It was a, just a random thing, but they happen to have a very similar context. Um, yeah, email, social media. Social media is a good one, absolutely. And you'll some of you might be um, on Twitter or Instagram or now just talking about your experience. So hopefully you might make some other connections behind this. Yeah, these are all brilliant. Thank you very much for sharing because this is absolutely really valuable. So it's really great to know that you have the context for it. We'll go into more detail about how to use it a bit more effectively in a moment. So I wanted to give you just a quick example from my own career about that length of time that it might take and the type of interactions that were happening before I was able to get a piece of work. That some one of the work that I'm, one of the pieces of work I'm doing now, which is at the Institute of Design Informatics. So I met the director at the Institute four years ago. Um, two years ago was the first time I was asked to do contract work for them. And this was doing some event production um, and uh, managing some relationships that they had. And, and earlier this year, I was hired to be part of the team um, as an interim uh, producer within the team and managing their gallery space. Um, entrusted with decisions, some facilities, budgets. It's all very like, oh, oh my God, this is this is big. Um, but how I got to that point is after I met the director, I found myself bumping into him. I wasn't stalking him, um, but I would attend events and he'd be there and it'd be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Um, greeted him with a smile when we crossed paths, um, commented on socials, shared posts, uh, you know, shared his posts. And it took time to connect in this way, as you can see, as you know, kind of four years down the line, but it was this building the trust that as soon as I came in earlier this year, it was basically, here's a building, here's a budget, 
off you go. And it feels really good to be trusted in that way because I had built up that relationship, that trusting um, interaction with him. Now I'm not, like I said, I'm not encouraging people to stalk anybody, but with social media, it can make it really, really, and anybody who's mentioned social media in the chat there, Twitter, makes it really easy to see who's doing what and connect with them, you know, to understand their thoughts and their opinions and their ideas and be the first to see opportunities in their organizations. So why is this important? It's because this goes back to those 70% of jobs that aren't advertised publicly. Um, so yes, so I'm glad to see you're all on board with the thinking uh, already. You're one step ahead. So um, given what we know now, um, I'd like to do what is um, a thing called word cloud on menti.com. So I don't know if you've used this before, um, but I would hoping that you could go to the site. I'm going to, while you're navigating to that, go to the site and then you type in the number. I'm just gonna launch that screen for a second and um, we'll have a look at that together. Cause I'd like you to add some words and let me know, let's see if this works and let me know what, how would you describe your experiences at networking? I mean, so many of you said that you're there yet nervous. So many of you said that you, you know, you'd been to them. Um, how did it make you feel? What was the environment like? Um, you should be able to put in multiple answers. Um, did you feel the same when you started as you did when you finished the day? Did you want to run away? Yeah, I mean, intimidating, um, solicitous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. I don't know if you can all see this um, sharing the screen. I hope that looks good. This is amazing. Yeah, overwhelmed, chaotic. What? Add in here as well, I mean, were there any outcomes or achievements? I mean, there was, there's a lot of really, really kind of, yeah, shy, icky, alone. There's one, one welcoming at odds, tough, getting a job on the spot. So there's a, there's a positive in there. There's a, there is a positive, chatty, quiet, left out. Yeah, okay. So we're gonna be looking at some tips to help, I think that's gonna, that are really gonna help you with these. I think that are going to help you understand, maybe feel a bit more comfortable and confident with these. Um, yeah, these are, these are really amazing answers, all of you, but yeah, that awkward and that nervous, imposter, intimidating. And I'm wondering if all of you will connect with any of these other things. If you haven't written it, if you're looking at it and going, oh my goodness, oh yes, absolutely. I can totally connect with that. It's This is to remind you that you're not alone, um, that these feelings are not something that's just you. Um, even someone like me who's been networking for eight years um, as a freelancer, I still get nervous when I go into places. I still get a bit apprehensive about what's it gonna be like or is there, are they gonna be nice? Are they gonna like me? Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a challenging time. We can come back to that, continue to add to it. And maybe I'll see if I can get a screen grab later and um, add that to the slide deck. I don't know if this can get circulated but maybe I'll put it on, on socials. We'll go back to the presentation. Um, really, thank you very much everybody for contributing to that. That's really great. Um, 
So I hope you can see my screen again there, and we'll just move on to the next um, the next slide. So I hope you can see that there, because I want to after we've shared all of that really, um, which is very intimate information about ourselves. You you've put that information, so thank you very much for sharing that. I want to share with you some ways to help you feel more comfortable. Um, this is very practical because it's about I don't know if any of you have heard the term, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. The source of confidence and the key to determining, um, you know, undermining your imposter syndrome. And that feeling that you don't belong, that you're faking the value you bring. Um, before you think that it's, you know, that I'm here speaking with you about it, that I enjoy networking, that I'm great at it, well, I can do it all day. I am an introvert. Um, this was being shy, enjoying my own company and getting energy from being the observer rather than being involved. And I became an ambivert, which is that kind of space between an extrovert and an, and, and an introvert because of the networking, because I had to be out there and doing this thing. And I found that I was getting energy from it, from the amazing people I would meet and for my work. I'm involved with many different groups and organizations and it helps me work across all of these. Um, so these are some of the ways that helped my thinking and may help you on your journey to doing that networking thing. So when we call it networking, do all the networking, you might become that networking person. I don't know if anybody's heard this or seen that kind of person that's just out there and been like, oh, I've met this person and I know these people and I gave, out so many business cards, although obviously in this day and age, we're not using uh, business cards or meeting in person, but there's there's something in, in the always being out there and selling themselves. I think one of the one of the words that went into the word cloud is like, it was icky. I mean, it, it's solicitous. There is a bit of that sometimes that, that there is this, how are people trying to connect and they're doing it in a way that doesn't make us feel comfortable, that isn't about building a relationship, it's more one-sided. So if we can stop thinking about as networking and take that stigma away, take away this, you know, sorry, I love a meme, this one, which is just, let me give you my business card, let me tell you about me and I'm going to own this whole conversation. Um, you know, to give you an example, I met someone at an event and who did similar work to me um, and who had recently returned to, to the area from abroad and they had existing contacts here, but those contacts needed to be warmed up again. So they were very active speaking with everyone at events. I was intrigued to know more about them, not because they were a competition, we actually had complementary skills and not because their partner was someone I'd known years before, but because as part of my networking process, I aim to understand what people do so I can share this information when someone, someone comes to me and asked, hey, Jessica, do you know someone with these skills? In some respects, this is my USP. As an introvert, I shy away from attention. So even in conversation at events, I'm quite often interested in bringing other people together to talk. This has been a strength and an asset as people have come to me to go to get introductions or referrals. And when they are too shy to speak and don't know how to break into a conversation, I'm happy and comfortable being the introducer. So in that exchange, I can also follow up with, I can follow up with both people and say, it was great to see you or great to meet you. How did you get on in that conversation? 
And that's part of how I build relationships. Um, the next step would be following up. Um, and this is another tip that I'll talk about later. So back to the scenario, when their approach was to interrupt conversations around the room and the goal was to get the business card of everyone, I found it exhausting. Networking is not simply a way to collect phone numbers, generate leads, get more followers for, you know, for work and sell things. If you do, it's what you do with those things is that you have a follow-up approach. The second thing in is knowing your value. And I, I, I say this in a way that is not about your day rate or your salary, it's really about knowing who you are before you even enter a room. Um, you know, the way, the way to be more comfortable and confident is to know who you are. And if that's someone who might be nervous around other people, that's okay. People are perceptive. If you're, when you're being genuine, it makes it easier for them to connect with you. So when you're, doing, when you're going out and networking in a professional environment, you want to balance that professionalism and personality. You want to smile, say nice to meet you and ask how they're feeling. You might even make a joke. These are absolutely okay in, in, in most circumstances. Um, you know, when I meet people, even if I already know them and I'm forging relationships or I'm printing in their memory something about me, I mean, that might be on the third meeting, you know, before we've really kind of committed to some sort of uh, working business relationship. Um, find it valuable in these interactions, not just to tell them what I do, but to show them what I do. Um, I, this, this might be following up the conversation with an action we agreed. It's like, hey, yeah, let's meet for coffee. You said Wednesdays are good for you. So how's May the 12th? You know, giving that very specific thing to let them know that I'm, I'm listening because that is my, my value comes in in this organization and this productivity. From early in my freelance career, I branded myself as PRO, P-R-O, and that stood for professional, productive, and prolific. This stems from my being diplomatic in my interactions and keen to get things done. And sometimes I tell a short story of how I came to be freelance and people can't believe how much I've done and continue to do. So I'm gonna take a drink of water while I do that, have a think about what you can offer. Is there a special skill when you're interacting with people that you think you could bring to these interactions? And feel free to share those into the chat because it'd be quite interesting, uh, interested to see what your USP is, what your unique selling point, what makes you kind of stand out from a crowd. Yeah, definitely normal people. It, that's the thing is people are people are first. And I think some of our some of our um, worries and, and fears of, of interacting is that we are looking at somebody with a difference that, that we are lower than them. Good listener, emotional intelligence, that's brilliant. That's br brilliant skill to have, particularly in the, these situations. And it making the whole interaction more human, genuine confidence engenders trust, it really does kind, warm, genuine interest, absolutely. And this is, I mean, it's something that we are, I mean, I know something that I've been speaking about quite a lot with other people is exploring this, is how do you find that? How do you connect on that level online as well as in person? Because some of us are still getting used to the in-person, now we have to go online, but it's absolutely doable. So 
any other any other input? I mean, we've got I think we've got some really good um, potential networkers out there with we, these kind of skills. So thank you very much for sharing those. Um, and yeah, these USPs are really fantastic. And I think it's this connects with your values. What what value do you bring? What is it that makes you that? Why would somebody want to work with you? And these are really good things to have. Um, so I I had I came up with a funny kind of funny anecdote in terms of this connects then to some other tips that I'm going to bring on later, which is you know if you can't figure out what those values are, if you don't know how to start that conversation, if you don't know what you're bringing, if you can tie this into a conversation, say for example, you love documentaries on food, and this doesn't connect even to your professional career or your ambitions, but it might just be a like or an interest. Um, you might meet somebody that you is a producer, a director, it might be a future employer, it might be, you know, somebody that you respect and admire in terms of um, industry uh, repute. And you might go to them, I love documentaries, particularly on food. Do you like barbecue? Oh, great, that's great. I watched one and found it really interesting the way it was filmed. So I tried it out myself and it's on my YouTube. I'd love to connect Can I and can I send you the link to watch it? What's the best way to reach you? So there's a bit of the connecting on the, that human level, talking about how, what it is that, allowing people to connect on the level of things that you like. This next one, why are you at the event? And I think this one connects very deeply with the previous one, which is knowing your value, but also with the thoughts of the imposter syndrome, which is keeping it in check. If you know why you're there, then you don't have to go, oh, I don't know, you know, this horrible feeling that you don't belong there, that you will be caught out for being somewhere you're not supposed to, and that you don't fit in. But even if you do feel that way, you are not alone. I mean, that word cloud said all of it. There's, there's some really, really deep feelings that we go into these events with. Um, speaking of imposters, and over 75% of adults have this in the UK. Um, and if we narrow this down into demographic groups, those from black, brown and ethnic minority groups are 15% more likely to experience while white, you know, while women are, are also report a disproportionate level of imposter syndrome. These are just some examples. And this is UK wide and across sectors and industries. So if we were to carve this down to the TV and film industry and look at the demographics of how the industry is populated, it's very possible the rate of imposter syndrome will be even higher. So. Given how we want to make ourselves comfortable, those last three tips that I gave you, how do we make it work for you? Now I'm gonna go through the next few slides, which is some quick tips for you to think about. And these will work both online and offline. Again, drop your questions in the Q&A box. Um, we'll look at those later. Keep going on the chat, get on your socials with uh, Guru Live, hashtag Guru Live. And um, here we go. Let's make this work for you. So before the event, even before you figure out what event you're going to, you want to be selective. Not all networking events are equally important. Um, you don't need to attend everyone in your calendar or speak to everyone at the ones that you do attend. What you do want to do is focus on meeting the right people at the right time and place for you. 
and, discuss and discussing issues that fit your priorities. For example, when an event focused on specific aspects of film and tele television, be more useful than a general creative industries gathering. It depends. And this is something you can explore, you can discuss with each other, get a mentor, understand where do you go next with these activities. And this depends on what the goals that you've set for yourself are. Again, before the event, do the research. So you've selected an event, and now learning about what's going on at that event, what's happening. Does you know? Does the event have a schedule? Um, in some respects, I feel like the 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 host has responsibility to share with you the these you know the what's going to be happening because if you're going to be late, you don't want to interrupt the the guest speaker. Um, research the channels people are going to be. Oops, sorry. Research the channels that people are going to be attending that use. The host may allocate um, a hashtag, the same way we've been done today. Find out who will be there. Social media, you'll be able to access and see. And you can always chat to people online before and after. That's something really great that's been happening now with, um, with these events. Even when we were in person, this is now even supported further with, um, with these uh, in, in person or online events as well. Next, go in with a goal. If you set yourself a realistic goal, you can network in a targeted way. You might want to speak to a particular person. You might want to gain knowledge, just like you're here today. I know this maybe doesn't seem like a purely uh, networking style event, but you can absolutely interact with people. So, but don't be too ambitious at, fir ambitious at first. You want to remember, you don't want to meet everybody. You just want to be sure that you've Set something out that at the end of the event, you can go, yep, I'm happy, I feel achieved, because the last thing you want to do is undermine or create that feeling like, look, networking is terrible. This is why I don't attend. So what's your chat? This is a really important one, which I think a lot of people will worry about, well, what am I going to talk about? Um, like I mentioned before about, I like food. Here's a, you know, what do you think about this? I think something that's great to have ready is always have a kind of an informal opener. For example, if there was a talk and if you were in person or if it's online and you want to connect with somebody, it'd be, oh, I thought that was a great talk. I love this bit. What did you think about that? And it opens this up opportunity up for, for interaction for further discussion. Um, again, going back to Inigo Montoya from the quote, you know, have a short two or three sentence introduction, your name, your occupation, organization, reasons for attending. If you have those ready, it makes it easier for you to not have to think on your feet if that's not your strength. So here are some of the things that I would generally talk about, you know, or, you know, uh, offer as, as things that you can talk about. Um, people love talking about themselves. Um, so if, you know, if you the second one I talked, rephrase their words. It shows you're listening. Um, so yeah, I, these, are, these are some topics. If you want to suggest some other ones in the, in the chat, um, let, like, let us know, do you have a favorite? This is not like the whole pickup line thing. This is literally about what is something that you can go in and make sure that you feel comfortable using to connect with people and make them feel comfortable. This is very much about keeping this keeping this at that level. 
So another thing at the event, number one tips for attending events in my perception is going early and knowing the etiquette. Walking into an event when conversations have already started and groups have formed cannot even the most seasoned networkers of course. If you're one of the first people to arrive, you can enjoy the relevant, relative quiet, um, settle in before the work starts. Even an online event, I quite like it because I know that I have a moment to kind of um, settle into what's going on, um, get comfortable with the surroundings. Um, you can start conversation with the host organizers and other early arrivers. It's just a more relaxed feel. Um, you could bring a plus one. Um, that might help you, you know, bring a friend. Um, online events, well, if it's a meeting or a webinar, adhere to the etiquette. Again, a good host will read those out at the start and, and show up, you know, if particularly if it's a meeting or an in-person, if you're on your phone, what does that say? Um, it, it closes you off from interaction. So keep yourself open. Um, the social media is a good thing though. It brings value. And if that's your thing, that's brilliant. Um, but you can snap photos of people. You can connect with them. You can use them say, I took a great photo of you. Can I tag you on Instagram? Can I, you know, how can I get? That is an introduction that gets you warmed up. So again, looking at what your USP, your unique selling point and what value can you bring and who you want to connect with and putting those together. Um, so, and when it comes to your social channels, please do be sure that you have appropriate account, your, your accounts set up appropriately and the appropriate content on them. So if you send somebody to Instagram and it's got pictures of you drunk on a beach, not ideal. So have those your channels professionally driven um, if you need. Okay, bring a colleague or a friend. I mentioned this earlier. It, it, kind, it might give you comfort, especially at the start. Um, you don't want to be you don't want to be tied to them, but it's a good way of getting of getting that maybe the nerves of what will happen, um, or you might get stuck on your own and not with nobody to talk to. So it's a good way to think about what can you do to make yourself feel more comfortable. And body language, very very important. My main thing is don't forget to smile. Uh, regardless of what this says on the outside, this sends a message to your brain to indicate you are having fun and it's okay and your body will catch up. So that smile will become more natural as the day goes, as the event goes on. So please do, it sounds really, it sounds really corny, but do smile. Be realistic, you know, what are your outcomes? What do you want to happen? Um, there's a lot of pressure and it can be stressful. So. Um, the, the, the event doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to go that way, but everything is an opportunity for learning. And these are absolutely the types of things that I continue to do. I did for years and I continue to do every time. I understand, I learn about certain groups. I learn about certain people. I learn about certain, I might have a really great engagement. I go, oh, how did that happen? And I process that and might use it for other opportunities or for other ways of connecting. Take a decompression break. Um, this one I use often as well. Um, sometimes events or conferences, um, just in general, there might be a talk. There's a lot of people around. As I said, I was an introvert. I'm an introvert and I find these environments sometimes quite draining and exhausting. Um, extroverts might also find it exhausting not finding the right people to kind of bounce off of and interact with. So if you do find these 
it, these your energy levels ebbing, it's absolutely okay to take a moment out. Know when you're done. Um, this is this relates to the breaks. You might actually have had several breaks and gone, no, actually, I'm done. Or you might have achieved that goal that you set. It's absolutely okay to go, okay, it's time for me to leave because it's better to finish when you want rather than becoming an uncomfortable situation or you're talking too much or you're stuck in a conversation with somebody where you're not really listening. So give yourself the grace to say, I'm ready to go home and go. So the last one in this, in this tips section is have a post-event post event plan. Um, go do what you said you were going to do with that person. You might say that you're going to arrange a coffee, go and do that. Follow through and demonstrate your integrity. If you have that set beforehand and keep track of it during the conversations, whatever interactions, it will make things so much easier for you to process. So getting to the end, just thinking about who do you do the, this networking thing with? So a good place to start is the people that you already know. Find out what people you know, where they're going, what they're doing, your colleagues, your peers, people in your life want to help you. You tell them what you need. People can't hire you if they don't know you exist. So post event provocation for you. I'm asking you after this event, after you sign off, how and who can you tell in your life what it is that you're looking for? You will have an idea of what your next step is. Go and share this with the people in your life. You never know who's going to be able to help you. Groups that you respect, uh, organizations that you like, brands that you appreciate. These are all good ways of setting up a target list, following them on your various social channels. You get to know what they, what, what they, who else is out there interacting with them. And where are these like-minded people? Where are the people you'd like to meet? They might not even be where you were expecting them. You can meet anyone, anywhere. And serendipity is real. Strange, even strangers can help you. You never know. You might be in a coffee shop ordering a coffee and somebody might say something. Do you have the energy to go up to them and go, actually, I know what my value is. I just heard them say they're looking for, you know, a photographer or a videographer or someone to consult on this. I know I can do that. Be prepared to meet anyone, anywhere. So networking online, I'm going to slide past this one fairly quickly because anything that we do in person is something that we can do online. There is slightly different etiquette that maybe goes along with it because we have to deal with settings, but it's all the same stuff. We don't want to end up doing this. Can you hear me, Judge? I did not know that Zoom could turn me into a cat. That one just cracks me up because it's literally when we go on these platforms and like my whole kerfuffle at the beginning of getting the slides up is because I'm working on two screens, trying to get my notes up, trying to see the chat so I can see everything that you guys are chatting about, making sure that everything's appropriate, getting those things in order. And we are still in a time of adjustment and this is not to give myself grace, but I'm going to give myself grace on that one, which is these are, these are still challenging spaces. We can't get it right all the time. We can't, so thank you very much for your patience while I got that up. But just like that, just like that lawyer, he didn't know how he got into that situation. 
So some of this is about just making sure you've got the right things in the right place. Um, so where would where will you build your next professional relationships? Um, you mentioned a lot of you mentioned stuff earlier in the chat, which is brilliant. Um, film festivals, Screen Scotland, Betsy, Creative Entrepreneurs Club. So that's more creative industries, not just um, not just uh, film and TV, social media. Um, it depends on who you want to meet. Find out where they go. Um, share one place. You know, if you want to put in the chat, share one place or event. You, you might make connections. Like I said in the provocation. Tell us where you would like to, tell us what this thing you're gonna say, I'm gonna find one place, I'm gonna find one person, I'm gonna do one thing that's going to bring me to this next step of the goal of what I want to do in my career. Meet someone, get involved in a particular organization or a particular group of people. Set those, set those intentions for yourself to do. So, while this is still fresh in your head, go and research one event. Um, these final notes, just they're very quick, which is know yourself, do your homework, smile and have fun because it should be fun. And the more you feel comfortable with the process, the more you will enjoy yourself and feel confident. So that's me, that's done with my presentation. I'm sorry, gone a little bit longer than I was planning. Thank you for coming along and showing up. I'm going to look at the Q&A box just now. And if you have any questions, please don't continue to put those in the Q&A. Um, I'm going to open that up now and have a look. Let's see. First question is from Rebecca. How do you deal with situations when you get low or no responses from dedicated networking events? So I don't know if, you, if this relates to the... Um, if this relates to kind of interactions where you follow up and you're not getting the responses you were expecting, this is, if that's what it relates to, this connects with that needing to look at the, look at the, uh, that building relationship as a longer term thing, as a longer term process, because it, it won't be one interaction. You might meet somebody at an event, uh, and you go through the good process of you send them an email going, it was lovely to meet you. Thank you very much. If you give them a perhaps next step, is it on your plate or is it on their plate to action next? There's, you know, it's very difficult to say, I'm going to send one email. If I don't get a response, then, then it means they don't want me. People get hundreds of emails a day, a week. And how do you set yourself apart? This is a whole bigger um, we can go into a deep dive session on this. Um, I would love that, you know, that opportunity to do that. But this is about how do you communicate with, how do you communicate with the people that you want to interact with? So I hope that was a kind of a bit of clarity on what I would recommend that this has to be follow up and then you can in, in, instigate, excuse me, instigate the next step, which is, do you know what? I'm working on this. I'll be in touch with you in a month's time. And I think uh, with this bit of work that I'd love your feedback on, give their, there's a call to action. There's something that you would like them to do if that's the case. Okay, thank you. Um, so the next one from Susanna Swanson Johnson, how do you just randomly walk up to someone at a networking event? This is so hard. It is really, really difficult because 
we all have to do it. It is the case that this is, it's hard for everybody. And you'd be surprised how welcoming some people can be because we do recognize that we're all going through that same process. Um, walking up to somebody, one, checking that they are receptive. So even if it's in a group of two, the body language of those people, the how are they open? Do they have their arms closed? Are they very tight in together? Because sometimes I mean, we won't be doing that now <laughs> in these coronavirus times. Um, even when we are allowed back in the room, there's going to be a lot of space between us, um, which maybe that will enable even more opportunity for people to come in. That is a body language thing, um, which is how are they standing? Um, there's a whole science behind what this looks like, but sometimes it's about how they've positioned. I always intentionally, if I'm talking one-to-one -one with somebody at an event, almost intentionally try and angle my feet, like, you know, one forward and one to the side, just to, to show that I'm that we're open to more people into the conversation. Because if you're facing directly onto somebody, it might indicate that you are very deep into com uh, like a one-to-one -one conversation about a topic um, and it might be difficult. So as a, as a participant, you might want to survey the room and check to see what body language is like. If, for example, you're really struggling, it might be to go to somebody who's working for the event and say, you know, you can be open and say, I'm quite nervous. Is there somebody I can speak to about this? So take some of that ownership on. Um, is it appropriate to give out business cards after the pandemic or is this something outdated? Absolutely. I mean, I don't use business cards that much. They do sometimes come in handy, but everybody is now obviously in, you know, handing things out is probably going to be a no-no. So we haven't, I haven't really resolved how I'm going to do that best. But right now, most of our, most of our um, apps have QR codes now, or um, it might be that your phone has some sort of um, send link where it is very much like, I want to send your phone this information. Or is it about just having your email handy and just going, well, just give me your email, your email address and I'll send you my email. So think about what ways that you can creatively resolve that problem for yourself. I mean, I think there's loads of different ways we can do that. Um, would it be appropriate as a screenwriter to bring along a script to show people, maybe a small part so they could read it quickly, maybe a longer one they could read later? I think certain environments may be appropriate to doing this. Um, I don't know what the industry, what is generally accepted in the industry, but I think on the, it depends on where you, where, what kind of event you are attending. Some people may find that it's too much, they're there to socialize and they may not want to receive this kind of work. But if you introduce it and say, hey, I'm a screenwriter, I'm working on something, can I, can I pass it to you? You can, you can test it both ways. And it's going to depend on the person. It's gonna depend on the situation. You might have to read the, the person and how receptive they are to taking that or go, you might take it with you and go, well, I have it here. Or would you prefer me to send it to you another time? Cause I'd really love your feedback. Again, that whole sales thing that I was talking about before which is how do you balance that professional and personal, you can really go, 
this is where I am in my career. I'm really, really value some feedback on this, or I'm really interested in getting your feedback, make them feel important about it and say, when would be convenient for me to give this to you? Maybe ask the question and see what happens. If I made a connection with someone and I would like them to be my mentor, how do I approach them about this? Oh, this is a beautiful question because I, I do quite a lot of mentorship and I work through mentoring programs. Um, but going directly to a person is absolutely is absolutely okay. And it's absolutely like, yes, please do. Some of the first steps, this is kind of like a networking process for this as well, because what you would ideally want to do is really work with yourself about what is what it is that you want out of the net, the mentoring relationship and i think that's really really important to be clear on so when you do come to them and say you know this is what i'm working on this is what i need help with or support with and this is what you can this is why i think you would be appropriate for me so i think it's about again that seems kind kind of salesy but i think it's keeping that short description of what it is that you want and how you want to achieve that and why they would be vital in 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 that process so i hope that was a, a useful um a useful feedback so we're running we're at two o'clock just now and i realized the session and we've got quite a few more questions to go through so i'm i guess i'll keep going um please do drop out if you need to go but um unless i get an indication from um from uh, Laura or Beverly, I might just kind of fire through these last few and hopefully still bring value to everybody. Um, advice on how to sell yourself without sounding like a dodgy car dealer. Yes, yes, very hard. <laughs> uh, find myself downplaying my achievement skills or worse, still apologize for them. Yes, this is a this is a common problem, I think, for many people, which is not wanting to sell yourself, but also wanting to make sure you're communicating the right thing. And I think doing some value work and understanding what is most important about what you need and being very honest and genuine. And I think I mentioned it before, which even that kind of nervousness, even you're just saying, listen, this is the first time I'm doing this, or I'm not really sure if it's the right way about it. Make your, making yourself vulnerable can often connect you with people much better because people will be honored that you trust them that much. It's, um, it's, it's both a wonderful and difficult space to be in. So I think maybe the first step is to start developing what you think you would want to say to somebody and practice that with friends and people you trust around you and get their honest feedback about how things sound. The more you say it, the more comfortable you might feel saying it and the more confident you might feel using it outside of like an immediate circle. So I'm just gonna take one more question. I'm very sorry um, that I won't be able to get to the last few. This is really, really fabulous. If you don't mind, um, Honor, I'm just gonna go to Kaz, which has the next, um, next question. Do you recommend keeping a log of interactions, notes about the people and follow-up actions, et cetera? Yes. This, I, I touched upon the sales funnel and the business development of which networking is part. This is actually quite a useful process because what it does is in a few years time, if, an, if you have an interaction and someone says to you, oh, do you know such and such? Or if someone says to you, oh, remember when we met that time? 
Or if you have another interaction with the person, you could be like, if you come across them again and go, oh, I've met them, how do I do this? How do I interact with them? You can use a previous interaction as a hook of sorts. Say, oh, we met briefly at this event two years ago. Um, it's great to see you again. It gives you that, you know, that little bit of uh, recognition, acknowledgement, and it creates that kind of building of interactions rather than being in an interaction in isolation. So I think that I hope that's helpful for you to understand um, what that uh, what keeping something uh, like a log of activities and interaction. Um, so yes, I've run through so many things. I'm very sorry for running over. Uh, I do really want to thank you all for coming along and showing up and interacting. Um, you've made, you know, you putting your stuff in, that's very hard to kind of show any of that vulnerability, but you're here, I believe, for a purpose um, to take the next steps in your, um, in your careers, in your lives about connecting with people. And I wanted to thank the session partners, EE, for making this possible and for bringing me to you because I, I re feel really passionate about this kind of stuff and there's so much more that can be explored. So I hope in some of the, I hope in some of the things that I've mentioned that you go out and explore those for yourself because there's loads of resources out there. Um, and you know, you can find me on social media. There's my Twitter handles there, my LinkedIn's there. So if there's any topics you want to explore more, this is all part of the networking process. So let's get connected. Um, there's more conversation happening on um, socials using Guru Live. So go on there, keep chatting. I'm gonna head over there and just have a quick look. Um, but yes, I hope to connect with you online again. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can listen to previous BAFTA sessions and podcasts at guru.bafta.org.